Welcome to Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers. Dale is the founder and president of R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, South Central Kentucky's premier retirement planning firm. Dale holds a master's degree in business management with an emphasis in finance and has the retirement income professional certification. Dale is a trusted voice to families across the great state of Kentucky and a regular contributor to many local media publications. Now, here's Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Retirement Matters. This is a show for folks who are fed up with outdated financial advice and for those who are looking to retire while worrying less about the stock market and more about living life the way they have always wanted. I'm Dale Smothers and it is my goal to give you the information you need to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. Happy Saturday to you guys. I hope that you're doing well. I hope you're staying healthy out there. Uh, It looks like things might be opening up here in the next little bit. So we have just a little bit farther to go, and we should be in the clear. Uh, First and foremost, I hope that that you have stayed healthy through this and that you have found a great deal of value in family and the time that we get to spend with family. On this show, I don't really have much of an agenda. I I plan on just chatting with you a little bit about some things that we have seen Recently, with clients that come in, prospective clients that have called and came in to see us uh, virtually, most of our most of our meetings have taken place virtually. We've had a few phone call meetings and that sort of thing. But being able to to talk to you about what uh, the, the the everyday question is out there right now, and and I think you might find some value in frequently asked questions. Let's make this show mostly about frequently asked questions. And so before we get started, let me give you our information to get in touch with our firm. It's 270-600-7526. That's 270-600-PLAN, if you spell that out. It's a quick and easy way to remember that. We're going to be talking about a few things today, probably that you will want to reach out to us with you know, a, a follow-up question or two. We may even, if we get to it in time, I'm, I might discuss a, a paper that was written by Mr. Roger Ibbotson a while back about the power of a bond alternative called the fixed indexed annuity and how it may help us in this rising interest rate environment that we're sure to face as we go forward with interest rates being just about at zero right now, it seems as if that's the only way that they can move over time is up. I want to just talk to you a little bit, though, about some frequently asked questions that I have heard lately. One that has posed itself quite often in the last couple of weeks is about oil. And the question goes something like this, Dale, should we be investing in oil? Should we be buying oil stocks? I heard that oil was taking a really big hit. Uh, What does that mean? Uh, Is now a good time to buy oil? And I understand that a lot of times we see the news, we, we hear the news, we understand prices go up and down on commodities such as oil, but when you hear that oil prices went negative, what does that mean? And so I want to try to break this down for you as best I can over the radio If that's a question you've had, I want you to realize that when oil futures go negative, what that's getting at is the fact that there's not anywhere to store barrels of oil now in the market. I mean, the marketplace is saturated with barrels of oil. And so because the demand is low and the supply is high, we are seeing volatility in oil prices like we've never seen before. 
does that mean that you need to then go buy an oil futures contract? Or even worse, let's call that invest in futures? I think to answer that question, we have to break down what the word investing means. Benjamin Graham, who wrote the book Intelligent Investor, and Warren Buffett's own words, he said that he he taught uh, Warren Buffett just about everything that he knows about investing, says that an investment must possess a few things. It must possess the reasonable expectation that the asset will appreciate, but first and foremost, it must possess security of the principal. Now, does that mean that we should only be investing in things that guarantee principal? No, that, that's not necessarily what that's saying. I think what Benjamin Graham was getting at when he wrote this, you know, right out of the Depression era, was that you shouldn't be speculating on stocks. You shouldn't buy a stock just because you think the price will go up. You need to be buying stocks and, and bonds, perhaps, because you want to own a piece of that company or you want to lend that particular company some money to do things that you believe in. If you can put all of your investments through that filter, if we're investing in stocks, I urge you not to just invest in this particular stock or any other stock. Don't make that selection if you're between stock A and stock B based off solely what you feel that the stock will do, because that is speculation. And what you can do is lose a lot of money due to speculation. If we translate that to the futures market, that is all that the futures market is. It's speculation. And if we break down that word that Benjamin Graham used, invest, it's almost impossible to quote-unquote invest in futures. Because futures will expire. And without getting deep into the weeds on that, I want you to understand that futures are a contract that guarantee the delivery of a commodity at an agreed-upon price in the future. That's why they're called the futures. So technically, if you hold the contract for an oil futures contract, someone, and that being you, you are that someone if you hold that contract, is going to be delivered barrels of oil on your front porch. That's not what we're after. If we're investing, we need to be investing in security of principle, such as you know this company we feel is going to be around for a very long time, and we believe that it's making smart investments with its capital that will result in a rising price of the stock. That's how I would urge you, especially in times like this, to invest in the stock market. Don't go into the stock market thinking that it's a way for you to just double or triple your money if you don't have the guts to lose every dollar you put to work. If you go in thinking this is money that's going to double in two or three months, in order to do that, you've got to take on the risk that would be necessary for you to potentially be looking at a zero balance with that same amount of money. And quite frankly, that's not what this show is about. This show is about retirement planning. And even more so, this show is about retiring with a sense of purpose, retiring with less worry and more life. 
Saving money, planning well, and living happy is not just a motto at R.D. Smothers Wealth Management. It is everything that we believe in. It's what we what we do, we drive every decision that we make based off of those three things. Does this help you live happier? Is this the best way to plan? And is this the best way to save money? I believe that you as an investor want to understand exactly where your money's going. And you also want to understand that you don't have the chance of losing every dime if you're within that retirement red zone. Now, if you're outside of that retirement red zone, it might be okay to speculate. But even then, I would be cautious and I would have a professional's set of eyes looking over your shoulder. If you need help in this situation, give us a call. If you have that question, should I buy oil? That really depends on your portfolio. I will say this, though. While the futures contracts were falling apart, oil stocks, stocks that we believe that are oil companies, you know, such as ExxonMobil or, uh, you know, I don't want to get deep into the weeds here either with, with naming off companies, but we all know them. ExxonMobil, BP, Phillips 66, those oil slash energy companies, they were barely blinking an eye. The day that everything went to negative 30 just a week or two ago, you know, price of oil, a barrel uh, on that futures contract, because the futures contract was set to expire the next day, the price of oil went to negative 30, which has never happened in the history of the oil commodities trade. But, but what we see is that the oil stocks, the companies themselves that buy the oil, they barely moved. They barely moved to the downside. So I would urge you and I would strongly recommend to consider stocks in place of futures. If you think of stocks being a risky proposition, let's maybe say that you are walking on a on a ledge of a roof uh, at 100 feet in the sky if you're buying stocks. Okay, I'll give you that. That's a risky proposition. But if that's how you feel about stocks, buying futures, and especially buying futures without knowing exactly what you're doing, that's like walking on a a, a trapeze tightrope and not knowing how to do so at the same 100 feet in the sky level. I would just urge you to be cautious as you begin to look at these stocks that you're looking to buy. If you're doing it on your own, I would recommend calling us at 270-600-PLAN. If you are about to retire, if you're 5 to 10 years from retirement and you hold stocks, individual stocks in your portfolio, give us a call at 270-600-PLAN and allow us to take a look at that for you and with you to make sure that it is achieving your objectives. The same goes for Bitcoin. You know, I've got cl- I've got clients and potential clients that come in and they talk and should we buy Bitcoin? Should we buy marijuana? I would pass every filter through. Now, <laughs> when I say marijuana, let me back up here real fast. Marijuana uh, stocks, right? Pot stocks. Uh, don't come in asking me if you should buy marijuana because the resounding answer will be no. But if you should, <laughs> if you should buy pot stock, uh, it depends on where you are in your portfolio, and that would be the question that that I would ask you: Is what are you looking for this money to do? Investing for income looks entirely different than investing for growth. And not to ramble here and not to beat a dead horse, but if you are investing for income, you have to pass everything through the filter that Benjamin Graham set almost 100 years ago that says 
is there security of my principal or at least a reasonable amount of security in my principal? And from that, what kind of income will be generated? Penny stocks. That's another question that I get. What about penny stocks, Dale? Should we be buying penny stocks? The definition of a penny stock by the textbook is anything that's under $5 a share in value. You know, penny stocks today may actually be blue chip stocks yesterday. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of blue chip stocks that have fallen into penny stock territory. But I would say that a penny stock is something that's under that $5 uh, value in per share stock price as well as traded over the counter. And, and if you don't know what that means, you don't have to. But what I want you to realize is penny stocks are very risky. You know, it, it's, it's just like uh, walking the tightrope at 100 feet in the air. Penny stocks can make it or break it. That is not investing. That is trading. And if you're trying to be a day trader and retire on day trading... You are doing it wrong. You must establish an income plan, and you must manage your investments to that income plan. Once you have that income plan in place, and you know without much uncertainty at all that you've got income coming into you for life, that's what we call our paychecks, we then would look at playchecks. And do penny stocks belong in your playcheck portfolio? Perhaps. Maybe messing around a little bit in penny stocks isn't a bad thing. But I cannot recommend to you to buy penny stocks and expect that you're going to double or triple your money in a matter of two or three days. Because it's just as likely, probably even more likely, that those penny stocks lose 100% of your money. Um Let's also talk about some of these companies that are doing things like stock buybacks or... Uh, reverse split. I had a client call me the other day and asked me about a, a stock that was recommended to him by a friend. Uh, it was a friend. This is an existing client of mine, and he said, "What do you think about you know X Y Z stock?" And I got to looking at it, and and I realized that just a few months back they had done a reverse split. That reverse stock split meant that for every two hundred shares of stock that you owned in this company, you now had one which took their price per share somewhere around $0.14 cents a share to around, uh, golly, I can't remember right off. I think it was uh, from 14 or it might have been from $0.28 cents a share. That's what it was, $0.28 cents a share to $14 a share is kind of how that worked. So their stock looked like a good buy at $14 a share. And at one point in time in its history, it was at over $1,000 a share. But the trend was downward tremendously downward and there was pressure on this industry and just because a stock looks like a good stock doesn't mean that it's a good stock i mean i'm talking things here that you already know so i don't want to sound like i'm hounding on something that you are already aware of but i do want you to understand investing and trading are two totally different things if you're investing in income it's very likely that you hold a position in something called a bond. So we talked about this in previous shows where there's stocks versus bonds. Stocks being ownership in a company, bonds being where you're lending money to a company to then pay you a coupon rate or what we may think of as interest. 
They're paying that to you quarterly most of the time, and it's a set rate every single year. At the end of the bond, they would then pay you all of your principal back. Here's the thing. Most people own bonds in bond funds. And as interest rates begin to rise, it's very likely that you may see bond funds lose value. And it's because of that that I want to briefly introduce to you this gentleman named Roger Ibbotson and a white paper that he and my one of my clients asked me, what is a white paper? Basically, a white paper is an academic paper that this Dr. Roger Ibbotson put out. He is a professor of economics at the University of Yale. And he talked about considering the alternative to bonds, that if you have bonds inside of your portfolio, I'll quote this part of the paper. He says, given the current low yield environment, bond returns for the next several years will likely be based entirely on yield. Although the lower risk may be appropriate as we age, the returns may disappoint or even be insufficient to maintain necessary income in retirement. He recommends that the alternative to that be an uncapped, participating, fixed indexed annuity. And that's dangerous if I say that with a wide brush because there are some really terrible fixed indexed annuities out there. But if you can find an advisor, we at RD Smothers Wealth Management utilize this product called a fixed indexed annuity with the uncapped participation strategy that Roger Ibbotson is referring to. And if you can find an advisor that refers to Roger Ibbotson's study here and manages your portfolio in that sense where bonds are substituted for fixed indexed annuity, you have a lot better chance of upside participation in the years to come and capital appreciation according to a lot of academic research. That's not me being promissory, nor is that me being... Uh, you know, speaking in hyperbole, that is academically proven that bonds stand a much lower chance of success in the next 40 years than they did for the last 40 years, simply because of interest rates. Guys, if you would like to hear a little bit more about this alternative to bonds, especially if you hold bonds or bond funds in your portfolio, I urge you to give us a call at 270-600-PLAN. I hope that you've enjoyed this show. It's not been much of an agenda. I've not came with anything specific. I just wanted to talk to you for a few minutes. And because of that, I want to tell you I appreciate your ear on this Saturday morning. I hope you are doing well. Hope you and your family are doing well. And until next week, always remember to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. You have a friend and an educator in us if you need any questions answered financially, or you just like a second set of eyes to look at your portfolio, give us a call at 270-600-PLAN. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and until we talk again, God bless. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and RD Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated entities. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. RD Smothers Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by 
third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by R.D. Smothers Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.